Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. With big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus, get free shipping with code BLEAVE. That's capital B-L-E-A-V at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack Combo featuring small packs with big flavor, mini beef wellington, steak burger sliders, mac and cheese melts, shrimp wrapped in bacon. Every order is flash frozen delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Support for the ISO is brought to you by Manscaped. Yep, that's right, Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Well, brought my wife in on this read because it's a little awkward. (laughs) Thank you for that one, Dan. I actually think that this is something people probably have issues with and aren't exactly sure where to turn. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved lawnmower 3.0. Now you might think, is this something I need? Have I ever had an incident when I probably could have used a Manscaped? Dan, I don't necessarily know that this is something you've ever had an issue with, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Well, here you go, folks. Right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code ISO20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ISO20. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. It was neat to see you play and it's fun to talk to you all these years later because you played with a lot of joy and you played with passion. And I've seen Dan Dickow hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. (laughs) Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. Well, you know, I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school trying to mimic all your moves. I think there were a lot of kids who looked at Dan Dickow and said, Dan Dickow can play at this level, I can play at this level. 
Welcome to today's episode of the ISO on SB Live Sports and the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow. Conversations throughout the world of sports, usually basketball. Today's a a new guest to the show, someone I'm excited to hear about. We've never met in person, but we have a lot of common friends here in the Pacific Northwest. 14 years as the head coach at University of Puget Sound, now doing a nice job at Pacific University just outside the Portland area. His program, his team going through some searching times with not being able to practice the due to COVID. We'll get into that at some point. Head coach, Justin Lunt. Justin, how goes it? it it's going. It's, uh, it's, it's great to be on your show. And um, obviously, I think with, with all the things that are going on, you know, during these times, it's, it's always nice to do something new and, um, you know, be a part of, be a part of something. I, I feel like a, a majority of my zoom conversations now are surrounded around athletic department meetings, team meetings, or recruiting meetings. So um, it's always nice to be doing something else and, um, you know, really grateful to, to, to be on and, and meet with you today. Absolutely. You mentioned zoom meetings in, in different kind of uh, pockets of what your job entails. How has your job really changed since last March with all the uncertainty in all facets of what a Division Three basketball coach does? Well, it, well, it's, I mean, I, I, stating the obvious, it's, it's changed dramatically. Um, you know, I, I feel um, when everything happened with the pandemic, it was so quick, um, just as far as, and it, and it was so quick, you know, across the country, just as far as everything shutting down. I mean, we were um, getting ready to have a, a, a team meeting, um, and you know, on a Thursday and on a Wednesday, we get called in, um, and it's like, everyone go home. Um, and, um, you know, it, it, it was, it, what was really, really hard about it was, is that we, we spent a lot of time meeting with our guys one-on-one -on -one and doing a lot of group meetings. And, um, you know, one of the, um, uh, philosophical things um, that we do is we have what we call 15, 15, 15 meetings, which is every 15 days we meet with uh, one of our players one-on-one -on -one for 15 minutes. And we talk about 15 goals, um, five goals around academics, five goals around athletics, and then five goals, um, you know, uh, about one of our core values, which is continuous improvement. So how are you bettering yourself as a person? Um, and those are, those are year round. And I actually stole that from one of my former players, who's the assistant coach at Boise state. Now, RJ Barsh. Um, he was a, he was a head coach in, uh, at a, a NAI school in Florida. Um, and so, you know, as far as relationships and meeting with our guys, um, you know, we didn't get to really end anything. It was just ended dramatically. So, you know, we, we had to dive into the whole zoom and, and really, you know, venture that way, as far as getting to know, um, you know, or getting our meetings and doing all that. And, um, the first thing I told the guys, not really knowing exactly what was going to happen, but I, I told our guys, I said, listen, so through this whole thing, we've got, we've got two things we've got to focus on. We've got to be adaptable. And then we've just got to be positive. Um, you know, and I think both those things have really, 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 um, been good for us. I know it's been good for me. Um, just cause I feel like every day is a new day. Like I wake up and I go, okay, <laughs> what's going to happen today. Um, but I think, you know, having a positive mindset and being adaptable for, for all these, you know, things happening, um, has really gotten us through it. So, um, we met, uh, twice a week as a team, um, you know, uh, from March till right now, we're still doing it since we can't really we can't even be in the gym together. Um, we can do outdoor uh, workouts and um, do all that. But as far as getting everyone together, I mean, it's it's been Zoom has been a savior. 
I like the the two words you used, adaptable and positive. And that's something that anybody that's had to work in a different way or in a different capacity has had to do to find success. When you use those words in building a culture around your program, uh, how much do you rely on your other assistant coaches? Because you talk about the 15, 15, 15, and you as a head coach also have so many other responsibilities uh, to the athletic department, to the school that you have to kind of keep track of. How do you juggle uh, assigning or kind of placing different roles on your assistant coaches at this time? Um, you know, we got to delegate um, and delegate a lot. Um, you know, I, I know Coach Miner, Brent Miner, who is on your uh, show, um, he does, he handles you know, a majority of all of our recruiting, um, you know, and he's, he's amazing. Um, he does so much of our, um, I mean, like, for instance, tonight, I've got a meeting with four recruits on zoom calls, you know, it's like weekly, he's just setting up these calls and meeting with player, you know, recruits. And he does so much of the recruiting aspect, um, which is obviously, um, you know, such a huge part of, um, you know, division three athletics, because, you know, we don't have scholarships. So, you know, our net's a lot bigger than your, your traditional division one, division two, um, just because we're not based off of athletic scholarships. Um, and then my other, um, full-time assistant coach Peterson, um, he does a lot of our admin stuff. Um, he's involved in recruiting too, but, um, you know, right now, I, I think we're from a, from, from a, from a program, you know, from a program, uh, view, we're not really worried about the X and O's right now, just because we really can't get on the court and do anything. I think for us is, is we're just trying to be there for our guys, trying to mentor, trying to keep our guys engaged. Um, you know, because this, the mental health, the, 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 the struggles that our student athletes are, are going through on a daily basis, it's hard, um, you know, and, and it's hard for us, but I think just always trying to be supportive and be there for, for them. And then when we do have workouts, um, trying to make them as fun and as engaging as possible. Um, I, I think the guys right now, um, our guys for the most part, are, I think they're just happy to be back to some normalcy with just being, you know, together, whether, you know, it's even if it's six feet social distancing and they got to wear masks, but just being together. So I think our goals right now as, as coaches is being more of that mentorship and just being there to support um, right now. So um, that's, that's how the assistant coaches help and they do an outstanding job. You, you'd mentioned the name RJ Barsh, assistant coach at Boise state. He was on uh, the ISO a few months back and, and we talked to, to him about well, he was an NAIA coach, the struggles and the opportunities as an NAIA coach were are, are and were different than as a Division I program. Now, as a Division Three, those are different than a Division Two or Division One. You mentioned having bigger a bigger net to cast because you are looking for great students who are also great athletes. What is your recruiting philosophy as far as how you evaluate players and then trim it down based on having to fit an academic standard as well as be a good enough basketball player. Right. Well, what's great. And this is one of the things I love about Pacific is we have, we have a JV program. Um, so, um, you know, we, we, we can carry, I mean, our roster right now, we're, we're 39, 39 guys on our roster. So we can get a big roster. And then we actually really use that JV program um, to, to, to develop, um, you know, so we'll get some guys that might be borderline, um, you know, maybe, maybe good enough, maybe not good enough, but then that we use that JV program to develop them and just, you know, kind of see where they're at. Um, but, you know, I think for us, you know, um, obviously it's got to start with the academics. Um, you know, our average incoming, you know, freshman is, 
um, you know, a three, a 3.4, 3.5 student, um, you know, a high, you know, 1100 to 1200 SAT score, um, you know, so you know, that's, that's going to be the question that, that comes up right away is, you know, are, are we going to be able to, are they admissible? Are we going to be able to get them into school? So, um, you know, and then what we want to try to do after that is obviously find players that, that are, that are better than our level, um, you know, and that are, that are, and I know you mentioned this earlier, that are trying to find the best fit. Um, so, uh, find the best academic fit, find the best basketball fit, find the best, you know, uh, area fit. Um, and so, when we're recruiting, I mean, we, we really, we really try to focus on the West coast. Um, you know, we, and not just Oregon and Washington. I mean, we really venture out to California. If you were to look at our roster, I mean, we've got Arizona, we've got Colorado, we've got, um, you know, California, we've got Washington, we've got Hawaii. Um, you know, so we, we really try to get out, um, as much on the West coast. I'm originally from California. Um, so know a lot of people down there. Um, but it, it it's, it's every year it's such a challenge um, because there's just, there's so many kids out there that want to play, um, you know, and, and they just got to be the right fit. So um, the academic piece, and then obviously being able to play. Um, and then I think from just evaluating players, I mean, we, we really try to, you know, you know, dig into the character of the player. Um, so a lot of phone calls with AAU coaches, a lot of phone calls with high school coaches, just trying to figure out what, you know, what the player is all about. Um, I always, when I, whenever I go talk to, um, camps, you know, and talk to, you know, high school prospects, I always say, Hey, you know, there's four things that coaches are always going to look for when, when they come evaluate you, you know, one of them is, are you coachable? You know, um, one of them is, are you a good teammate? Um, you know, the other one's how hard you play, um, especially when things aren't going your way. Um, and then, you know, the winning mindset is how competitive you are. And I think that, you know, those four things for us, you know, when I talk to our coaches, I mean, are really big at the, they got to be able to be coached hard. Um, you know, they've got to be a great teammate. They got to play their butts off all the time. Um, and then they've got to have a winning mindset. Um, you know, and I think if we can, um, if we can find players, you know, that have those four things, um, even if they're not good enough quite yet, that's why the JV program comes into play. Um, you know, we can develop them, but they got to have those things. And I, and I mean, you've played at the highest level. I mean, I, I, I would say that I would venture to say that a lot of, you know, division one, division two, II, division three, NAI, they're looking for that same thing, um, you know, and so it's a, it's a big piece. Angie's list is now Angie and caring for your home just got easier. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or a dream remodel, Angie makes it easy to see reviews, compare quotes and connect with top local pros who can get the job done right. Plus, you can see upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. No phone tag, just the work you need done at a time that works for you. Angie's got your to-do list covered from start to finish. Book your next home project today at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 100% agree on those four traits that you look for. And then dependent on the level that you're at, whether professional, Division One, Two, Three, and AIA, you have to make judgments on their athleticism, their their potential, uh, and how they fit your program. So I, I do like those four traits. Now, I always am interested in hearing how coaches got into coaching. Some guys um, went in an easy transition from playing to coaching. Some had a dad or a family member uh, that was in the coaching profession, and others just grew up around the game and, and knew that maybe they weren't going to have a chance to play, but they loved it so much. They wanted to coach. What was your passion growing up? Was it always coaching? And then how did you get into coaching? So when, when, when Todd had told me that, or when you had mentioned that Todd had done this, I thought for sure that this was one of the stories that was going to come up. Um, so 
uh, originally from San Diego, California. Um, and, um, I got my first job at the Mission Valley YMCA when I was 16 years old. Um, and when I got hired, um, it was just, you know, pretty much keeping score of the men's leagues and, you know, doing stuff like that, just doing all kinds of work around the Y. Um, and, uh, my boss at the time, uh, Dalvon Logan had heard that, you know, pretty good basketball player in the area and, um, you know, was really good with the summer camps and all that stuff. So he asked me, he's like, Hey, would you, would you mind doing this Sunday clinic? Um, you know, and, and it's about six weeks. It's just Sunday for a couple hours. You come in and, you know, um, you just go through some basketball skills. I said, absolutely. Um, so, you know, obviously trying to make a good impression, just, you know, hired on on a job. And, um, so I show up on the Sunday, I got this whole practice plan all set, set up and, um, you know, walk into my boss's office and he's, you know, the, the, uh, the YMCA, um, in Mission Valley had three, three different courts. And he's like, yeah, they're, they're all out on court a, so walk out on court a, and, you know, I see a bunch of, you know, there's about, you know, 40 to 50 senior women. And I'm like, you know, kind of waved at them and, and then went to court B and didn't see anyone on court B and then went to court C and didn't see anyone on court C. So ran back to my boss's office. I go, you know, where are they at? Where are the kids at? And he's like, they're not kids you're going to be, you got senior women that you're going to be coaching. So, um, my youngest, my youngest lady was, was 50 years old. My oldest lady was uh, 81 and I ran a, a skills clinic for six weeks with these senior women. Um, and it was, it, it was, it was great. It was, it was one of those things where, um, it was challenging, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and when I got done with the clinic, <clears throat> um, a couple, a couple of the, the ladies came up to me and said, Hey, you know, we really enjoyed the clinic. Would you mind being our coach? And I said, you guys actually play? Like I was, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, you guys can't even make layups. Like what's going on here? Um, and um, yeah, yeah, they're like, you know, we we have, you know, regional, we have state, you know, we want to qualify for the Olympics. We want to, you know, um, and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, obviously I've got my basketball season going on with summer stuff, but you know, let's, let's do it. I mean, I was working at the Y anyways. Um, so I ended up coaching um, the San Diego happy hoopers. Uh, and you know, my, my, it was 65 and over team. Um, uh, my young, my youngest player was 65. My oldest player was 81. Um, and we ended up, um, winning state, winning regional and, uh, made it to the Olympics where we played at the McHale center at, uh, at university of Arizona. Um, all there was 48 out of the 50 States that represented, I think there were seven countries. Um, and we ended up uh, getting to the gold medal game. And we lost by uh, two to a team from Albuquerque, um, but won a silver medal. Um, and this, like back when I was 16, 17, like I didn't tell any of my buddies or, you know, any yeah. of my friends that I was doing this, it was kind of one of those things that was like, we keep this on the low. Um, but it, it, I started developing a passion for coaching. Um, and that's, you know, when it took over and it like, it was crazy. I, I don't even know if you remember who Tom uh, Brokoff was, but nightly news, I got flown out to Hollywood. I was on um, this, this family show. I'm like sitting in the, the green room with the cast of ER and Eddie money, like just crazy stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I started enjoying, you know, coaching and, and loving the aspect of it and, you know, stayed with it. And um, I went to Pacific Lutheran University and I had two big mentors um, at PLU. One was uh, Frosty Westering, who's one of the greatest, you know, small college football coaches of all time. And then the other one was Colleen Hacker, who was the head sports psychologist um, for the uh, women's national soccer team when they won the gold medal. Um, so I had those two professors, you know, in my life and, and I loved coaching. So it just kind of all snowball effect from there, but that was my first coaching experience. So anyone says, you know, what was the first team you ever coached? I said, yeah, it was 65, 65 and over women. Um, so, uh, but 
that's that's really what got me into it and um, really developed the passion. That's amazing. I had no idea. I know Todd Millis, obviously my colleague at SB Live, yeah. uh, has tremendous things to say about you, but he, he didn't he didn't preface any of <laughs> that question to lead into that. I'm blown away. That yeah. is amazing. And I think that kind of speaks to, you know, you have to be open in life to finding out what your passion is. If right. you would have walked back into that director at the wise office and said, nope, I'm not doing it. Find someone else. You never would have found what your true calling was uh, in life. And so that's tremendous. What would have been the biggest challenge with that group? Um, with, with, with one, it's three on three. So it's half court, um, you know, and um, one of the things that we really tried to focus on um, and, and, you know, it, it's funny. Cause like they missed layups. I made him run. Like, I, I was like, I mean, there, there's articles that they didn't, you know, you know, he's, he's the Bobby Knight of, of the 65 and over. I mean, I'm yelling and screaming at him and, you know, I'm 16, 17 years old. Don't, don't even know what I'm doing, but like, um, you know, with them, I, I'll be honest with you. Like if we could consistently make layups, we were going to be in a good position. Yeah. Um, and so, and then, and then, you know, defensively just keep the ball in front of us, but you know, I, I think that the, the challenge for them was, um, you know, just teaching them the game and understand. I mean, they would tell me stories about when they played, um, like because basketball was like it was in four quadrants when they would play. So they play full court and there'd be, you know, one quadrant where there are three players, the other quadrant where there's three players, three players, three players. That's how they I mean, it was if you do research on women's basketball back in, you know, the. 30s, 40s. I mean, it's 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 a whole different way of, of how they played. So, um, you know, just getting them to play. But there wasn't. I'll be honest, there wasn't too many challenges. I mean, I, I like I said, I would I would preach them if we can just make layups, we're going to win a lot of games. So we would, you know, we're doing Mikeins, we're making layups on a daily basis because I knew that if we could just get the ball through the hoop, we're going to be in good position. I mean, when we lost to the Albuquerque team, the final score was 19 to 17. You know, I mean, so. There wasn't a lot of scoring um, that, you know, that took place. Yeah, I love it. The San Diego Happy Hoopers uh, yep. playing games in the teens. That's a lot different than your current philosophy on how you play. Um, you like to really get up and down the floor, shoot a lot of threes. I believe you averaged over 100 a game last year. How did you develop your philosophy? And then how do you sell that to the potential recruits that you really want to go after? Well, we play um, – we play uh, – you know, it gets, it gets, uh, called system ball, you know, Grinnell and, you know, um, we, we do it a little bit different. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to get our, you know, the first, the best shot possible on every offensive possession where I think a lot of Grinnell teams and Greenville teams are just, they're trying to play for possessions. So they're, they're, they're going to take some suspect shots and, and don't get me wrong. We take some suspect shots too, but, um, you know, we, we really want to play, um, with, with uh, an attack offensive mentality where, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to get 53s up a game, um, you know, and then we're really going to play off dribble drive and, and utilize the pick and roll. Um, but we, we play with a 12 second shot clock mentality. Um, and then we crash the boards, you know, um, you know, to create extra possessions for us. And then defensively, you know, you're, you, you, we play with the defensive philosophy of um, we don't necessarily want to get stops. We want to, we want to get steals. So you, traditional, defense is all about, you know, Hey, let's lock up and let's, you know, get stops where we play with the mentality of, um, you know, we're going to give up some easy baskets, but we're also going to, we're also going to, uh, turn, turn teams over at a 29% rate. 
um, every game. So we're really playing with that mentality. It, it's a lot of fun. We play a lot of guys. Um, you know, we, we averaged 15 guys in double digit minutes. So it kind of fits into that, um, you know, big roster, which we love. Um, I think the thing that, that, that I love the most about it is, you know, obviously you've got to have some talent. You got to be able to shoot the ball. You, you know, you, you got to be, you know, athleticism is big, but like a lot of the things are between the ears um, when it comes to playing that style. Like, you know, one of the, the three things we always talk about is being relentless, um, you know, maximum effort and then being selfless. And, and if you, if you're really, really good at those three things, um, you're going to have a chance to get on the floor. Um, you know, I, and, and I always bring up one of my former players um, who was from Oregon, played, played for me at Puget Sound, wasn't recruited at all, um, was a walk-on, um, you know, was, was 5'11", um, you know, slow as molasses, um, could really shoot the ball, um, but like, you know, I mean, wasn't recruitable. Um, you know, no one really recruited him. And, and you know, he fit our, our style of play because one, he, I mean, he could really, really, really shoot the ball. Um, but his, his, his character and his, his drive was, I mean, like, he, he had a heart of a lion. He was so competitive. Um, you know, and I think some, sometimes like, you know, being slow and, and, and not being very athletic, you know, for a lot of people, when they recruit them, you know, it's like, well, you're just not very good, but you, you know, you can't, it's, it's sometimes you can't really judge, you know, what's inside and what that ticker looks like. And, you know, Walker had, had, had a heart of a lion and he just, he fits so well with, 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 with our style, because like I said, a lot of it was just based off of effort and maximum effort and being relentless and bouncing back and going and going and going. And, you know, I mean, he had 20, he had multiple games over 20 points. I mean, he, he was one of the reasons we almost beat Whitman, who was the number one team in the country, um, you know, that year. And um, so that's the one thing I love about it is our style of play really fits in for those guys that, that, that have a relentless mindset that might not be, you know, eye popping when you go watch them in an AU tournament, but they've got a heart of a line. They play hard and they, you know, have that blue collar mentality, which, which really fits in with our style. Love it. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys play at some point in person, maybe up in Spokane when you play against Whitworth. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate the time talking about the San Diego happy hoopers, your <laughs> culture that you're building down at Pacific uh, as well as some of the coaches that really kind of impressed upon you. I wish you nothing but the best as you're waiting to hear those restrictions in Oregon get lifted so you can get your season and workouts back going. So, Coach, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having us on. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.